What's going on guys? Welcome back to another episode of the Dreams to Reality podcast. As you can see, yes, we are back in the studio with another special guest. And today we got Abby Curls. How are you, my friend? I'm good, thank you. How are you? I'm good, I'm good. Um, firstly, thank you for coming today. Right, so we have quite a lot of mutual friends. Mm-hmm. Obviously, you've got your oldest sister who is close to one of my best friends. Um, and also, yeah, we got a few other mutual friends. And we also went to the same university as well. Okay. I knew who you was. You knew who I was. So it just it resulted in um, an awkward head bob every time we walked past. Yeah, yeah. hi. Yeah. Um, because I never really seen you with anyone at uni and I don't think I was either. Mm-hmm. I think we literally just came, we did our work and we left. Yeah. Um, what did you study? I did criminology and psychology. Okay. Which I'll probably never use. <laughs> no? Why not? Probably not. I don't know. Because of how the Abby Carl stuff has now gone, I started that when I graduated. Um, when you graduated or when you was in university? Like, literally just after I graduated is when I started. Okay. It. And then it kind of worked out. So then I never really had to use my degree. And the jobs that come from the degree I'm not really too into. I kind of just went to uni because I didn't know what else to do. How old was you when you went to uni? 18. So I literally went straight from college and I'm a July baby. Okay. So I just turned 18. Okay. Went to uni. Just continued studying the subjects that I enjoyed in A-levels. Yeah. Not really thinking of a career when I chose it. Um, I enjoyed the studies, but... Yeah, so many so many people um, do that though, don't they? Mm-hmm. They just go to uni for the sake yeah. of going to uni. So was you in the £9,000 bracket or the £3,000? the first year. Of the oh, year. I was the last year. First year, I was so pissed, yeah. So, yeah. so when you was in uni, um, we're going to ju- jump into what you're doing now, your YouTube and stuff like that. But when you was in uni, what did you think you was going to be doing? You know, I've never had any idea as to what I want to do. I wish I was one of those people that had, like, from childhood, that knew what they wanted to do. Never, it doesn't really work out like yeah, that, I guess. I've always wanted to be this, I've always wanted to be that. But, yeah, I've honestly never known what I want to do. Even now, I kind of don't really know exactly what I want to do. Mm. Um, what was your friends doing around that time? Because, obviously, you didn't have friends in uni, yeah. so... <laughs> I was a bit of a lady. Yeah, same, to be um, fair. No, I did have friends, but a lot of the time, I was just wandering around by myself. Uh, yeah, <laughs> apparently. apparently. Apparently, I had friends. Um, but no, so obviously because you went to you went you're, you're from Bristol you went to uni in Bristol mm-hmm. um, what was other friends doing was they going to unis in different places was they just working was they um, so I had a couple of friends that were in uni in different places one was in London one was in Coventry um, a couple of my other friends were just working okay um, I did have a couple of Bristol friends that were in UE as well um, so yeah do you think are you glad you stayed in Bristol for uni or I'm do you really glad I stayed in Bristol I think if I did it now I would move but that's just because I'm different now okay what but, do you mean like back then I was really quiet and shy and I was scared to move away because I thought I would have like no friends mm. um, and you stayed in Bristol and you still had no friends, <laughs> still had no friends so you know didn't really work out no joking but yeah. Because um, you, do, you do a lot of travelling now, don't you? Yeah, I do now. You do a lot of travelling now. I do now. So, do you think you'd have, what, went to London maybe? Or? Probably London. Or Manchester. I really like Manchester. Okay. Um, talk to me about Abbey Curls. So, what is Abbey Curls? Abbey Curls is an online platform. So, I use primarily Instagram, but I do also 
post on YouTube as well. Um, it's kind of like a platform where I help people out with Afro natural hair. So like my hair? Like your hair? Yeah, yeah. perfect. I mean, have you followed my tips? <laughs> I tried. It's, <laughs> I, I lost hair. <laughs> um, yeah, so I post like videos, images, um, just like tips about how I personally manage my hair in the hopes that it will help somebody else. Um, I've also started posting travel stuff now because I just said I'm into travel at the moment. Um, yeah, basically, in a nutshell. So what, why did you start doing it? And I see your first video. I don't know if it was oh your. God, have you scrolled down? Yeah, I have. You don't have loads of videos. No, not on YouTube. But did, have you delete? That's a I good question. Some. Have you deleted a few videos? Okay, so when was your first ever video? So this says this goes back to two years ago. I don't know I have the date. Yes, I'm going to look at it. March 26, uh, 2017. Did you have a lot of videos before that? or On Instagram, I would have. Okay. Um, I started posting videos on Instagram before YouTube. I started Instagram 2015. Um, I probably posted... Was that your personal page or, or your actual Abby Curls page? Abby Curls okay. page. Um, when I started on Instagram, it was just pictures. Then they introduced video. Um, so my first... Because it started with a 15... Was it 15 seconds? Did it used to be 15 yeah, seconds? 15. It was, didn't it? Yeah. yeah. 15 seconds and then it went to uh, a minute. To a minute, yeah. Um, so my first video was probably 2016 on Instagram, which I was really scared to post. I don't know why, but back then I was just really nervous. Yeah, why? Go back a little bit to the first time you posted a video. Why do you think you was nervous? Even when I first started the page, I was so scared. Why? I was scared of people that I knew seeing it. So just for just for the viewers and stuff at home, so Abby Curl's currently got 104,000 followers. Um, obviously, I guess that probably just started as your friends mm -hmm. to begin with, just supporting you. So, so it's grown massively over the last two to three years. Mm -hmm. Um, so yeah, so going back to your um, original, your original first video, why was you so nervous about posting it? What what was you scared about? I don't. Looking back, it's silly to be scared. I don't know why I was scared, but when I first started the page, I was just like, oh, I don't want people I know to see this. It's embarrassing, almost. So people you know more than yeah, any. I know. Okay. I didn't really care about, and my my first followers were actually strangers. But then I was seeing that people around Bristol had started to follow me, and I was okay. like, oh my God, people are seeing what I'm doing. Um, but then it grew quite quickly, so I got quite comfortable into like posting. The position. Yeah. And then, so at first it was just images. And then when I posted my first video, I guess I was scared because it was something new. I wasn't sure if people were going to like it or not. Because mm. um, it's just me in my room doing my hair. Mm. <laughs> um, but yeah. It's crazy. It. It's crazy that you can build a following yeah, from like actually, that. I still look back and think it's crazy that I've actually this so that, that, that's a that's a great point because i don't think you're um i don't think you're unique in that kind of feeling of being scared to post a video i've gone through it yeah. you know what i'm saying when i first ever started speaking i had like severe acne at the time and i remember that when at the person filming me at that moment i was like can you make it look like this and can you add this filter on and and do you know what i'm saying but i still carry one thing what i still done is i still followed the process of my speaking regardless of all insecurities and stuff yeah. like that so what advice would you give it to somebody it doesn't have to be hair or somebody looking to start something creative whether it's images whether it's video how did you just overcome that that initial shock or that initial kind of anxiety about releasing it essentially? Yeah. 
it sounds so basic, but you honestly have to just do it. You just have to push yourself through the fear. Um, I get quite a lot of messages from people asking how I kind of built my following, how I keep posting and um, how I get through the fear and stuff like that. But there's not really specific tips. Just by just, doing just do it. it. Just because I think that's so important because you have, let's be honest, when you first start, you're going to be crap. Yeah. Everybody's crap. The yeah, first I podcast I done yeah. was crap. The first ever motivational talk I done was crap. But over time, it starts to improve and it starts to develop. Yeah. And you will come back and look at your video two years ago. <laughs> and cringe. <laughs> and like this. And you'll laugh and yeah, and you'll, you will cringe. But that's part of the process. Mm -hmm. And you can't get to where you are now without starting over here. Exactly. Yeah, you literally have to just do it. Just do it. Nike, promotion. Hit me up, night. <laughs> um, and you'll learn along the way. That's so, what have you learned along the way? What? How did? How did you know what to post and what you posted back then? Is it the same type of content you're posting now with the same kind of value you're offering, or have you directed it and learned along the way and directed it more to a particular crowd, or you know what your your fan base actually want now? Um, I think mine has has stayed pretty consistent. Um, like the content itself, still very much hair. Um, it's changed in the sense that I've got better at taking videos and pictures and stuff like that. And your present and your presenting skills and things like that as well. Yeah, but the like the primary thing is hair, and that's always going to be like my primary thing. I think. Um, but yeah, it's stayed pretty consistent. I think that's the reason why I grew because I stay quite authentic to hair. A lot of the time people, well not a lot of the time, but I just see, there were people that I used to follow that used to be strictly hair. And then as they grew, they started doing fashion, um, makeup. But is that, a, is that a bad thing though? No. Not a bad thing, but you you may lose Some people. people. A lot of people, well, majority, at the start, all of my followers were there for hair. So then if I then started doing fashion, people might be like, oh, I don't like what Abby's doing now, so I'm gonna unfollow. So it does kind of filter out. Even now, I've started posting travel pictures, which is obviously... And you've got people hitting you up. You're a sellout. You're fake. Your hair's not real. <laughs> Even now, I can tell that my followers are kind of... The growth is slowing down. Well, I've got a whopping 6,000 followers. So if I probably push you on my page, you'll probably get at least 10,000 followers. <laughs> I don't know how that works. But... But is that a bad thing? How do you how do you combat that? Because some people, yeah, will be there just for hair. Mm -hmm. So you all you're probably always gonna stay unique to that. You're still probably always going to do that. But it's it's only right to evolve. It's only right exactly. to grow as a person and share value in different ways. Okay, if you're trying to throw everything at the wall hoping something's gonna stick, then mm -hmm. that approach won't work. But some people are gonna be there because they like you. So, which I know I need to work on because I don't really show much of me I don't really show much personality on my page because I'm not a big speaker like I'm not a lot of people sit there with their phone post their stories all the time just chat to their followers mm. and will have videos and stuff where they're speaking a lot I don't really <laughs> I don't have a lot of that but that and comes back do, down that comes back down to your own your own lesson what you just yeah. had you're just gonna have to do it mm -hmm. just gotta do it and when I do post in my story the views on my story are so high. Cause I think How high? 
like up to like seven thousand. Oh my word! Whereas normally, if it's like I get seven, just like a picture or two or something like I that. I get seven people. I'm joking. <laughs> seven thousand. So that's a great response in itself. Which is a big jump to normal stories where I'm not speaking. So I think because I didn't do it often, people are like, oh, Abby's speaking. Let me actually listen to what she's mm. saying. Um, so I definitely need to do more of that and let my followers know who I actually am. Um, because if they like me, then I feel like they're more likely to engage with my posts and then growth will be bigger as well. Mm. So that's definitely something that I know I need to work on, which I do find hard. But, you know, it's a lesson. And so I think it's... If I'm so busy with life with my family life my wife my kids um business on the road all the time it is hard to get into a routine to yeah. post on stories so that's another thing that why i got like the apprentice on the board just to kind of hold me accountable to do it because it's, if you're feeling not so good one day it's so easy not to do it but it's about just trying to get into that routine and kind of that consistency. And actually, people want to hear you. Mm-hmm. That's why they follow you. Yeah. You know, people are quite funny about people they follow. Yeah. So they they want to see it. But, but people also want to see the times when you're not feeling great. Good, well. yeah, that's true. It keeps it more real. That's true. Um, so, yeah, I'm trying to not just post when I'm like, hey, I'm having such a great day today. What are you guys doing? Blah, 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 blah. Mm. I want to be posting when i'm looking rough to be fair to be fair we was in peterborough yesterday and we posted um we posted uh a vlog well filming a vlog and i was drained i had about three and a half hours sleep the baby was up all night we had about three and a half hour drive he's like here's the camera do the vlog so i was like guys i'm here i don't want to do what i'm doing today (laughs) i was like that's reality his instagram then all of a sudden i was like what's going on guys we are here in peterborough so i think we're actually going to post it because it's true people like social media it's the highlight reel yeah it's the highlight reel Mm -hmm. um so would you say you're an influencer whatever that means i hate hate it as well it's like entrepreneurs i hate that word as well entrepreneurship but because you you add value Mm -hmm. you're not just hey buy this thing hey buy that you are actually teaching people Mm -hmm. tips so i wouldn't say you are Mm -hmm. because you are adding value and i think the value is key you go into a lot of these people's um instagrams who have big followings and everything they're selling a different product for somebody else i don't like that how do you stay true to yourself though? Because if somebody reach, hits you up and says, listen, here's five grand to post something you don't even want to have or three grand or a grand, it's, it's hard to, it's yeah. quick money. Yeah. But how do you, how does Abby Curls stay true to herself and grow, um, what's the word, kind of organically in a way? Mm-hmm. Because you've done it so far, but yeah, how do you do it? I think it's because, I don't know, I would just feel so bad if I started advertising things that I don't use. Mm, I, I got you because at the end of the day I started this page to help people so if I then start posting crap products what don't help people that's not helping and it's not helping me grow either because I think it's so obvious when someone's not authentic and it's not telling the truth um do you think do you think you can tell I think yeah I think you can tell if someone's doing ads left right and center I mean obviously if you're really big you're going to be getting those ads but but if still, you can still say true to you can still stay true to yourself, though. I think yeah, pick and choose what ads you take, what ads you don't. I turn down ads all the time. What? So people what, email you or shoot your DM and well, email or DM more or less. I prefer emails. People do tend to email more. Um, and what do they say? They can you promote? Hey, Laura, I've got this product. What's the highest? What's the biggest amount of money you've turned down? 
these brands don't tend to offer the money. They Do ask they not? For the rates. Oh, I got you. They ask you for rates. I guess because they're trying to. Of course. Why would you? Yeah. Of bigger. course. Yeah. Um, that's another thing that I've learned as well. Learning your value. Um, and your business side of things as well. It, yeah. it is a, it is a business. Um, but yeah, staying true to myself, I just make sure that I only promote things that I genuinely genuinely use myself. A lot of the um, partnerships that I have now are products that I used before. I seen that. So what is your what what are your partnerships? Um, so I work with Palmer's. That's my best. To be fair, that's probably the one I've seen. That's the one the orange logo. Yeah. Yeah. Like okay. Bigger, so how? Yeah. 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 I use it all the time. <laughs> <laughs> so, <laughs> what are you laughing for? <laughs> no, you laughing for. Um, so you said you used it before. Yeah. How did you? That's like me, I guess, using. Uh, it's not, but like a, a company I use anyway. Say like Nike or something. How did you get in contact with them, or did they contact you? And you're like seeing email. Oh, we're in. It's so, it's so funny this this story because I. So I always used to use Palmer's. They do hair products as well. Um, so when I was first doing this, I would do pictures and videos, tag Palmer's in the hits that they would see me. So I was doing all that for free for a year or two. Um, then I emailed them. I got the contact. I can't remember how I got the contact or who I need to speak to for collaborations. So emailed her um, saying that I'm interested in working with them. They said at the time, it's a no, but we'll keep you in mind. So I was like, okay, cool, whatever. Carried on tagging them. Okay. Um, then they invited me to a event in London, just as a guest. Um, so I went there, met some people. Um, and then a few months later, I was typing out an email draft to them, reaching out again saying, hey, we've been in contact before. Um, I want to work with you. Um, but, and before I had actually sent it, it was still in my drafts, but then later on that day, they had emailed me saying, hey, um, we remember us. We want you to do online content, work at events with us, which is basically everything that I had laid out in my email as well, saying that I want to do events and content. Um, yeah, and that's kind of how it um, So, do they post you on their page? Yeah. How many followers they got? Does it bring um, quite a lot of... I think they've got like 30k. Okay, good. So, they're, they're, they're a solid brand. They're... they're... Awesome. So, I think there's a key principle here, and I don't feel you, you might not even notice it because it's a level of persistence what you're showing. Obviously, it is the Dreams Reality podcast. So, you showed a level of persistency, and you actually didn't, when they told you no, you didn't stop, you didn't get bitter, no. you just carried on following the process you believe in. Mm -hmm. So, when you first reached out to them, how many followers do you reckon you had? 20k and then when they contacted you uh, obviously okay so there's there was growth there I can't remember exactly, but yeah there was some growth in that time so good partnership yeah great partnership. everything you thought it was going to be you know she has to say that media trained i'm joking <laughs> media yeah, trained they're great i love working with them so what like, what is next though like what so you said you're starting to post travel what is that situation about? I know you're doing it just because you enjoy doing it. Yeah. You like to travel. It's a passion of yours. Yeah. Can you make money that way? Is there ways of making money? What? Yeah. How? Like, what, what What? do you do? Like, So, it will be the same. It's like um, collaborations, but it will be with a hotel chain instead of farmers or okay. instead of a hair company. 
or um, countries have their tourism boards or like their tourism, like they have like their tourism authorities, um, they collab with people as well just to kind of promote their country and get people mm. to travel there. So like St. Lucia have them, um, Grenada, they all have Instagram pages as well. So they'll work with people with a following. That's smart on their behalf though. They'll fly people out, have them stay for free or pay them depending on how big they are, I guess. Get them doing loads of activities and traveling around the country so that that person is posting on their page, showing how great their country is. And then that will then encourage people to travel to that country, which they may not even have known about before. Um, yeah that's really smart actually from these these countries and from the social media perspective because that's really what they should be doing so um you've got connects to barbados (laughs) anyone from barbados wants to fly me and my family out five star (laughs) i am here ready to go i got next week off hit me up um that that's good though that's interesting so what 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 value does that bring you obviously one you've got a a phenomenal experience Mm -hmm. it's fun you're living your passion um where would could you possibly take it and where can you see say abby curls being in say five years from now people ask me this question and mind you guys just to say as well i've not sent you any questions so everything i ask you is just on the spot and i think you're doing great so far so just so everyone knows you do not know the questions what's coming i'm just chucking them at you but yeah in five years if you had to say where you'd be where do you where can you see yourself being so my goal with Abby Curls is freedom. I don't really have a goal in terms of, I want to be doing this specific thing at this time. Um, the thing that I like about social media is, it does give you freedom because I could, although I was saying about losing followers when you start posting other things, if I really just wanted to dedicate my page to travel, I could do that if I wanted to. And I may lose some followers, but a lot will stay. Mm. I'll gain a different type of audience. Um, and I could go off on that road or I could stick to Strictly Hair or I could do beauty or I could do whatever. Um, It's just a journey, I think. And I think it's good to grow and evolve and get into different things. Um, Because as you grow as a person, you're not just gonna wanna stick to the same thing. No. So my goal and where I'm gonna be in five years, I wanna be doing it full time because it's kind of a part-time thing at the moment. I do have another job. Um, So I wanna be able to sustain full time doing Abbey Curls um and just be completely free could you not like i'm just on your page now could you not like create some type of training or something i don't know just or like some type of membership program where people pay i'm thinking of ideas at the moment of another way that just because like one question here how do how do you wear your hair out if they're in six braids I have no idea what this means. (laughs) Why would I? But, you know, people are asking you questions and then it does take, it will take you a lot of time to respond to some of these questions because they're not simple, they're not simple um, questions to respond to. So, yeah, obviously you have to think of things to do, I guess. Um, But would you say a hair is passion of yours? Yeah. And where would you say that came from? I think uh, because black women used to perm their hair. Okay. Obviously not every black woman, but a lot. Sales of perm have gone down so much in the past like five years. I can't remember the percentage, but it's something like crazy high. Mm. Um, and I think it is because of the amount of people that are doing what I'm doing and similar things, like promoting how to actually manage 
curly afro hair. Mm. Um, because I think it was lack of education before. Just for the viewers, if you if, if they don't know, um, I'm fully aware. But what does perm your hair mean? What what is that? So it's chemically straightening your hair. So I would. And that's not natural. Not natural. It's dangerous. It can burn your scalp. It's bad for your well, hair. Somebody should let Cat Williams know that. Yeah. So a lot of people were doing that to their hair um, for many different reasons. But let's get into some of them. Why were they? Um, well, some would be beauty standards, obviously feeling like they need to conform to certain beauty standards. Okay. Um, lack of education, not knowing how to deal with Afro hair. It does take time. Um, you need certain products, you need certain methods, which straight hair is, I'm not going to say easy. I mean, obviously I don't know, but it's easier and takes less time than hair mm. like this. Um, many reasons. I can only speak for myself. I used to perm my hair. My mum is white, my dad is black, so okay. my mum, like, I perm my hair before. She, she actually did a really good job with managing our hair, um, which is quite tight for mixed hair. I think my hair is quite tight. Um, I have no idea what that did. means. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, do I just shake my head and be like, yeah, yeah, it looks, it looks, it looks tight to me. <laughs> what the f- <laughs> That look tight, No, but all, all jokes aside, right? That's why I wanted you on this podcast because it's not just about educating like me. It's about educating people I listen to, and it's just about having fun. Like yeah. that's you have to break down those barriers. <laughs> no, but you do. You have to because if you just go on um, somebody else's podcast who's identical to you, mm-hmm. half of the people are gonna know them information. Yeah, that's true. That's true. Some people would be like they would have been tight. What's what's happening? Yeah. But it's a good. It's a it's good to have that conversation yeah. you have to no, so anyway back to your your, your dad's black your mum's white yeah do your mum perm your head you say um yeah so i used to get my hair permed i guess it was easy easier for her to manage because it was before i used to do my own hair um what age was this um, like oh, i don't know exactly but 10 to okay yeah around that age um and then even when i stopped perming my hair when she was still doing my hair for me, I was still blow dry and straight in my hair all the time, every single time I washed my hair, so my hair was always straight. Um, and I did that up until I was doing my own hair, so maybe like mid-teens. Mm. Um, so then I decided to stop straightening my hair um, in college times, um, but because of all In the college times? Yeah, because of all the chemicals and straightening that I had done, I had a little afro at the roots and then just straight, completely dead ends. Mm. Um, so I had to get my hair back to health. So I would gradually trim the straight ends as my hair grew out, which in the natural hair world is called transitioning. Mm. Um, so I would transition from heat damaged hair to fully curly hair. Um, and that was like the birth of Africa. So in general, right, I don't think it matters whether you're white, black, whatever. Why is it important to have healthy hair or like healthy scalp in gen like head? Is it important? I mean, yeah, it is. If you're Is it even more important if you are black and you're perming your hair? I would say so. Because you wouldn't put like damaging stuff on your skin. So just because it's your hair like your scalp is your skin. Mm, that's true. So chemicals that you're putting on your hair is going to be getting into your scalp and into your bloodstream like it's still bad oh people don't think that though yeah people don't really think like that but it's bad for your body and it's bad for your mind i think if you're 
if you're feeling like you have to perm your hair for whatever reason, then that's gonna be doing something to your mental, I think. It's like how people feel like they have Come to on, let's get into it. I feel like there's a deeper reason. Why do some people perm their hair? Why? Because it conforms more to European beauty standards. Explain. Like straight white hair. And do you think why is that changing now? Because there's so many people embracing their natural hair and doing it publicly and And being proud to. Being proud to because I've had, yeah, I've had this conversation with loads of my, obviously, you know, majority of my friends, yeah. and we have this conversation all the time. Mm-hmm. And I do think things are changing, and it is funny how um, there is a people say how it was, especially when we was growing up, probably in teenagers, yeah. to actually how it is now. Yeah. And why people make those decisions, even without really thinking about those decisions. Yeah. How many times the people who perm their hair did it kind of subconsciously, subconscious. feeling like they had to. Yeah. They had no choice, yeah. which is sad. It is, it's, mm-hmm. but it's, it's good to see that um, times are coming on. Yeah. And do you think it'll only get better with I people like yourself? Um, yeah. Is there other people who do similar stuff to you promoting it as well? And yeah, I think it's only gonna get better. More and more women and men are gonna embrace their natural hair and learn to love it. And women in general as well. Obviously, think times are changing for for women in general as well. So it's just about I think just being your true self and doing what you want to do. It's like anything. So social media, if if you're seeing people that look like you mm. um, with the same hair as you, loving their hair and loving how they look, then that's going to kind of inspire you and you can learn from those people. Mm. But then before social media, there was only people on TV and models and all the black people on TV and all the black models had straight hair. So it's like the only people that you could really look up to in the media had straight hair. So then you're gonna want to perm your hair. Whereas now there's so many people with it. God, that's hair. deep on many levels, though. And now it's it is deep on TV men- everywhere. People are rocking the afros and natural hair. I love it. Like if I see a billboard and I see like a black family and the kid has his afro out. Love that. But then let's be honest. Are you do you get judgmental now when you see a, a black lady <laughs> with permed hair? Do you actually think? No, not at all. Because it. Every woman that perms their hair or every man that perms their hair doesn't mean that it's a damaging reason. Okay. It could just be by choice. Because they want to. They might just be like, you know what, I just find it easier. And I prefer it, maybe. Yeah, and I prefer it, which is 100% fine. I wouldn't judge anyone that does anything. Right? So, I asked every single one of my guesses, right? Taking it off a little bit. Um, if you could sit down with any three people, famous, dead or alive, whatever, mm-hmm. what three people would they be? J. Cole. Mm-hmm. You're a J. Cole fan. Oh, J. Cole fan. I'm a huge J. Cole fan. Just because I think he's so interesting and I feel like the conversation would just go off on loads of different tangents. Oh, can you imagine? And I feel like I would learn so much from him. Yeah, I'm a... I'm a he's really chill and then... I'm a huge... Like, literally all the way to Peterborough yesterday, just honestly. But I, I prefer his much older music as well because the, the things he is rapping about, the things he is singing about... Is relevant to where I was back then, and I remember it. And do you know what I mean? Like it actually hit at times. And I've always felt like he's been a step ahead of me, in ways. So like when he's released the music, it's hit me those moments. Yeah. And it's literally yeah, J Cole is my all time. I would love to have a conversation with him. I think that would be really interesting. Um, who else? What is your favorite J Cole song? Oh, can you choose one? 
<laughs> I was saying to him one um, ends of my apprentice yesterday. One of my favorite verses is uh, from. The, can you remember the song called Two Face? Yeah. And he uh, is the last verse on it. And he's like, one side dreams, the other side's yeah. real. One side schemes. Yeah, like that. That to I me is like. But if you had definitely, to, definitely old. It'll be old J Cole. Oh, I can't one. Like obviously you got the more the more songs people are aware of, like likes, please, and stuff like that. But they, they're not my favorite. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I re- in t- recent songs, I really like his verse. Oh, what's the song called again? Uh, with black. Oh. Black uh, do you know what though I haven't to be fair to be fair I haven't I don't really listen much to his featured stuff at the mm-hmm. moment because it's, to me it's just not J. Cole yeah. do you know what I'm saying like I like for that kind of reminded me of old J. Cole that verse true yeah I did like um, his new album as well like 1985 I arrived yeah. and I feel like he just and he goes and he goes in and he and he and he goes in and I thought like he talks about obviously on a couple of those songs he talked about his mum being drunk and and stuff like that and I thought like that's a bit more of the old him as well because he's just rapping he's being honest and he's being open and that's like important for everybody no matter what you do um, I think you can take something away from him you know and especially when he's talking about his mum on drugs and yeah it's crazy man yeah. I talk about J Cole all day sorry guys who would you sit with? Do you know what? I don't think I would have slept to J. Cole, but now I think about it. Every time somebody asks me, I think that the, the conversation would be crazy. He did an interview with uh, Angie Martinez. Mm-hmm. Do you see it? It was after, not his most re- recent one with her, but the one after Forest Hill Drives. And he talks about, even talks about the social days we have, Christmas and stuff like that. And he just talks about how it's just all about money, yeah. the consumer mm-hmm. and stuff like that. So to be fair, I feel like I could probably talk to J. Cole for about five hours. Yeah. <laughs> Hopefully not as a fanboy. <laughs> oh my god! I shook his arm once, you know, Did you? in Bristol, yeah. Oh, when he was first like it was his first yeah. first visit here. Yeah, I went there. I didn't wash my hand for two years. <laughs> Wait, what? <laughs> I don't know. Okay, J Cole. Who else? Um, just because I'm nosy, I'd want to speak to Michael Jackson and know like his actual true story because I feel like there's okay. so many speculations about what actually happened in that guy's life, and nobody really knows a true story. What do you think happened? And I feel like it, he would be not crazy, but like <laughs> he's so different. Mm. Even in interviews, he's really different. Mm. Um, what do you think happened? Do you think it happened? Especially that do- documentary what came out recently. Mm. That documentary, if it ever happened, it did. That documentary did not convince me. It did yeah. the absolute opposite. Mm-hmm. I was like, these guys are just full of crap. Do you know? I don't know. You can't say. You don't want to say because yeah. some people might have genuinely got hurt. Yeah. My perspective on it, though, I actually don't think he was sexually driven at all. I don't really feel like he had testosterone in his system. I feel like he had a child's mind. I do. Yeah, like <laughs> we're going off here. We're going off. Yeah. <laughs> you said you wanted normal chat, Enzo. So it is your normal chat, but it's true. You know, I I literally feel he was not sexually driven at all. Mm. I don't think he even had really that energy in him yeah. because you can like the way he sounded. Yeah. The way he carried himself. That's so to that like the one guy who was like, Oh, he did this to me. I'm like, I can't I'm at, like, you can't say, can you? But Yeah, it's hard to say. But even just from how he went from black to white. Yeah, how did he go from black to white? Like some say it's a skin condition, some say it's this, some say it's that, I don't know. What do you think now? What do you think? Abby curls? How do you go I from being think, black I to being think it was a skin condition because he went from <gasps> Controversy. Do you know? Because he went from 
an afro to straight hair as well. She's looking at the hair. Like, so you've gone from black to white, afro to straight hair. He's obviously had surgery. Mm. I, yeah, I just think, yeah. I think he had some issues and he just wanted to completely... Do you know what? I don't think your I don't think your theories could be wrong. I don't think it was the same condition. Uh, <laughs> anyway, uh, moving on. Cut. Um, next, next, next one. Um, Michael Michael Jackson would not be on my list though. But I think you. That's literally just because I'm nosy. No, nah, I think you could actually get into a deep conversation about yeah. that though. Mm-hmm. I think my conversation probably lasts about five minutes. Did you do it? <laughs> Did you? Um, who else? I'm trying to think of a woman that I want to speak to. Beyonce. I mean, I was gonna say Beyonce, but just cliche. Cliche, isn't it? Mm. I would, I would love a conversation with Beyonce. It would definitely be interesting. Like, I like Beyonce for the simple fact that um, just what she stands for. Yeah. And she's just strong. She's powerful. Mm-hmm. And she goes through the. No, I'd like to speak to Rihanna. Rihanna, okay. Business driven. But is Beyonce not? Yeah, but. I don't know much about Rihanna. Tell tell me more. Tell me more. Rihanna's doing loads right now. So she's always. She's working on an album. Apparently, she lives in London. Yeah, I've heard she moved to London. Yeah, I was watching on a long journey. (laughs) BBC One Extra. Yeah. Um, So I'd like to speak to Rihanna because I could. I think having a conversation with Rihanna about business would help me with what I'm doing right now. Okay. Um, because she's obviously she's dipping her toes into a lot. So she's got her makeup, she did her underwear brand, clothing now. She's doing stuff with like the government in Barbados. Um Is she doing too much yo? Or is she no, doing is I she staying so. true to herself as I well? So what what type of questions would you ask her? Like where'd you get your motivation, where'd you get your ideas, who helps you because one thing that I know is a bad trait of mine is like I don't like asking for help. Mm. I do everything by myself, but I'm learning that people are valuable and you need to ask. You help need to, ma'am. Um, so I'd ask her about that. Um, how she knows who to trust, who not to trust. Because let's be honest, right? You're going to be great at some things, mm-hmm. but you're going to be crap at other things. Exactly. Does that make sense? So you're going to have to yeah, ask yeah, for help. Yeah. You're going to have to. And I literally, <laughs> but I literally will prefer to struggle and do something by myself than to just ask somebody that would give me the answer straight away. You will put your pride to the side, man. Think with your pockets. Mm-hmm. Not. But then at the same time, I value it more when I learn it myself. I get that, yeah. But let me break it down. I literally said it in the podcast this morning, but hopefully they don't get released back to back. But I remember when I first started doing what I was doing, I recorded and edited all my footage, right? Yeah. I sent it to Samir. Samir says, bro, I love you. It ain't no good. He said, let me give it. This time, actually, yeah. gave it to Jamal okay. to edit. Because Jamal was doing a lot of editing stuff. as who Jamal was before he was who he is now. Um, and he sent it back. But before Samir sent it, I was like, bro, I don't need, you don't need to send it, Jamal. What are you on about? I said, I'll just get better. Yeah. I'll improve. I'll carry on. But the fact is, I was never going to be a good editor. Mm-hmm. I was never passionate about or hungry enough so if it took me 10 hours to do a video it would have took Jamal half an hour so then I've wasted that time actually perfecting what I'm actually am good at Mm -hmm. so sometimes our weaknesses it is good to try and conquer that sometimes sometimes you have to go listen there you go yeah I definitely need to come on Abby Cross 
So like to do that, to like delegate, if you ever want to delegate a holiday to me and you don't want to go, yeah, just hit me up, Barbados. All right. Um, so we got Rihanna, we got uh, Michael Jackson and J. Cole. That would be an interesting dinner. Imagine that. What, all at once? All together, imagine. Holy crap. I feel like me and Rihanna would just end up getting drunk together and then like dancing around. J. Cole. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> J. Cole would be there and drunk. <laughs> and then Michael Jackson would probably be like, these people are Then Michael drunk. Jackson would be taking like, stop perming his hair. And <laughs> yeah. There you go. That sounds like a good, that, that sounds like a good dinner. Yeah. But anyway, I just want to say literally a massive thank you for the time today. Um, I know I had to push you a little bit. As you said, you're not one of the biggest talkers, but yeah. you still took, you still came here. You still did it. And that does take a lot. So I really do appreciate it. Where can people find you? Instagram, Abby Curls, A-B-B-I-E Curls. Same on YouTube, same on Twitter. Um, yeah, I'm about. I'm expecting some big things now over the next 12 months. I'm putting some ideas in place. Make it happen. Yeah. But anyway, guys, there's another episode of the Dreams to Reality podcast. Make sure that you do check out Abby. Um, obviously, her work might not be for everyone, especially <laughs> if you don't have any hair. Um, but I still recommend checking it out because she does share a lot of content on there, especially around what she's doing and also how she's getting there. Make sure you give her a comment, like, message, follow. And also on our YouTube, hit that big red button, subscribe. We really do appreciate it. And until next time, keep up the hard work. Remember, you can have excuses or you can have results, but you cannot have both. Like people, especially like people starting off like business and stuff, mm. and trying to be an entrepreneur or just going for little job applications and not getting where they want. Like, it's like they say, like the rule of thumb is like you 